had the decree in his hand that, you know, Ahasuerus agreed to the decree that he's going to destroy all the Jewish people and he had the paper in his hand, the signed paper so Haman and all of his friends went out in great joy and they ran, they met up with Mordechai there was Mordechai Mordechai was, saw three children that were leaving their school so he, he chased after them and Haman followed because he wanted to see what is, what's going to happen there as soon as Mordechai came to the children, he asked the first one, tell me your, state for me your verse, the verse that you learned. So he said to him, they quoted the verse that says, do not be afraid of a sudden fear, of a sudden panic, and from the destruction of the evil, you shall, shall not, you shall, um, don't be afraid that it won't happen, because it will happen. The second one then said, I also I read today, and uh, this is the pasuk that I that I the last pasuk, the last verse that I studied before I left school. Utsu eats of a sufar. They plot and they scheme against us, but it will be dis- uh, disrupted. They speak and they plot, and it will not stand because Hashem is with us. And the third one said, "Until old age, I am with you," says Hashem. "Until uh, very old age, I will carry you." I made you, I created you, I will carry you, and I will deliver you. These are three psukim from different areas in Tanakh, but we say them together, so they sounds to us like they all come together. But they're together because of these three, this story. When Mordechai heard this, he, he was overjoyed. And he, so Haman said to him, what, is so, what are you so overjoyed about? Because what they, what they said... So he said, it's because of the good news that they just told me that I have no reason to be afraid of your evil plot. So Haman got very angry and he said, I will start my plot from none other than from these children. So, But Mordechai, he heard this as a prophecy, somewhat of a prophecy, as we see a number of places in the Gemara, that when different sages heard the, asked for the students, the young children's uh, verse, and when they heard it, they understood the message, the prophetic message that was being given. But if that's what the message of, the, of this story is, so why does the, the, why does the Medrash tell us all the details? Like, for instance, there were three children. Why is it important to know there was three children as opposed to, or that maybe one or two children said these verses? Why was it important that they were coming from school? And things like that. In, in a normal story you know, the author gives colors, so he gives you details which are not necessarily germane to the story, but in a Gemara, in a Medrash, it only tells you what's necessary to know, what's important to the message. So what's important about the fact that it was three, or that it was coming from school? We also have to understand the order of the Psukim. Starts with Altira, goes to Utza Eitza, and then Vadzikna. That is not the order in which they appear in the Tanakh. And it would stand to reason that the first child, that the children would have learned Tanakh in order. So therefore, the younger child, the first child, would have stated an earlier pasuk. But in fact, what happened was the Tupsukim Utsa Eitza and Adzikna they come from Yeshaya. The the first pasuk that was stated Altira comes from Mishlei. Mishlei is later in Tanakh 
in in Tzimksuvim rather than in the Vim where Yeshaya is so why is that it's out of order and even if you think that it came it was said in the reverse order that can't be either because the the Pasuk Adzikna comes later in Yeshaya so that should have been if it was going backwards Altira and then Adzikna and then Utsa should have been so therefore we have to understand the uh, the order also we see that the first child simply said the Pasuk that's all, he just said the Pasuk he didn't give any introduction the second child said I learned today and this is the final Pasuk that I said why the, you know there, there he's an introduction, the first one doesn't and you can't say it's because that's what the child said because it doesn't quote everything that anybody said it only quotes the things which are important to the story so why is that part important we also have to understand this story as the Medrash describes it happened as soon as Haman got the go ahead with his decree and immediately this story happened and Mordechai was overjoyed he was uh, you know, satisfied he has a prophecy that everything will be okay so then why the next day or whatever it is the next day or two whenever it happened did he go out into the street and he made a whole big protest and he was screaming and yelling and he put on uh, sackcloth and ashes and, and then wherever the Jews came when the, new, and Jew, uh, the news reached there everybody was in mourning if already they had the message that everything would be fine so to explain the decree of Haman was against every single Jew he's going to destroy every single Jew young and old men, women, children and so on the reason that the Megillah says why he wanted to destroy all the Jews is because it started with all the servants of the king were, used to bow down to Haman but he saw, he noticed that Mordechai doesn't bow down to him so he made some research why doesn't this guy bow down to him and he found out that he comes it's not that he has a personal reason why he doesn't do it or because of his position in the Jewish community in his community he's the leader of the Sanhedrin he's the leader of the Jewish people that's why he's not doing it no, he found out something else Mordechai belongs to the Jewish people the Jewish people, nobody's going to bow down to you they believe in Hashem and nothing else and no one else they, nobody will ever bow down to you so Mordechai, Haman said it's not, it's not enough that I'm going to destroy Mordechai as the Pesach says it's not enough that it's just going to be Mordechai I'm going to destroy the entire nation because they're all in this together but our sages tell us, but what's the reason that Hashem allowed such a decree to happen? The reason, the spiritual reason was because they bowed down to an image, which means they bowed down maybe to Haman, one version is to Haman, another version is to Avaidazara. So, so Mordechai was worried about this. Or rather, before he was worried, that's why it happened, because Hashem, they did something which undermined their connection to Hashem. How does a Jew bow down, even if he doesn't mean it, even if it's only external, even if it's just a pretense, he wants to save his life. But the fact that he could bow down to an idol, which means that he compromises, undermines his connection to Hashem, and a Yid's life is nothing but connection to Hashem. And if he undermines that, so then what's left? Destruction. There is no life after that. And that's why it ended up being, he's going to destroy everybody, because they undermine their connection to Hashem. And that's what worried Mordechai, because he knew what the reason, Mordechai Yadah is called Hashanah, Mordechai knew everything that happened means 
he knew what was under, underlying this decree that the fact that the Jews were ready to bow down to an idol and even if they only made it meant it as a pretense but the fact that he's not afraid to do something that could be construed as Abedazorah how would a Jew even allow anything at all to undermine, to compromise his connection to Hashem and there's another thing that maybe some of them did mean it seriously but take it seriously but in any case, in any case, how could they have done that? And that's what worried him, because that could lead, that could, uh, what's going to happen? How are we going to avert this decree? So he knew that what has to be done, the only reason that that could happen was because the inner core of a Jew, which is always remains faithful to Hashem, but what happened was that was not being manifest, that was not brought to the surface. So Mordechai made a big tumult and a big demonstration and he put on sackcloth because he knew that he has to bring out that inner core of the Jew to the surface that they should be ready to sacrifice their lives rather than do anything that could in any way be interpreted as a rejection of Hashem. And when Mordechai heard the message that came from these three children he knew that all was not lost the Jews are going to be fine because their children are going to bring out the true faith that the, their parents have. That's going to come from, out from the children. The, the faith is still there. The trust in Hashem is still there. That's the message that the children were giving him and that's what he interpreted, as we'll now explain. But of course it ne- still needed his, his input to make the big tumult so that it would be manifest. So to examine the three, what was the message that the children were telling him? There was three psukim. Each one of these three psukim expresses another dimension of faith that the Jewish people have in Hashem. Starting from the lower level, working its way up. The first psukim, and that's the reason for this order, describes a situation where there is already something to be afraid of. A, a person becomes frightened because something happened. So we are told, don't be afraid of that. There's nothing to be afraid of. We're not told why there's nothing to be afraid of. Why do, aren't we told? Because a Yid knows that even when something terribly scary, something terrible happened, and there's much to be afraid of, we know instinctively that there's nothing to be afraid of. Because everything that Hashem does is for the good. Even if something bad happened, it's still nothing to be afraid of. It is for the best. That's something instinctive. We don't even have to be told that. Then comes the second pasuk. They plot against us, which means there isn't even, it it hasn't happened yet. It's just something in the future. We are told, don't be afraid that it will happen. It's not going to happen. It won't stand. Why are you so sure that anything that anybody plots against us will not happen? Ki imanu keil, because you know Hashem is with you when Hashem is with you and you put your faith in and trust in Hashem nothing can happen they can't even make something happen the first one is talking where something already happened we know that it's for the best this one is talking about a higher level nothing can even happen Hashem is with us you put your trust in Hashem nothing will ever happen to you the third Pasuk teaches that even if there's, it's not even talking about a, a calamity it's just talking about I'm getting old it's not as easy to do things. What am I going to do in old age? So over there, it's nature. Nature itself is speaking. Nobody's plotting. Nobody's <laughs> trying to, to get you. Nature, who created nature? Hashem himself created nature. 
Yet there is nothing to be afraid of. Yet we know that Hashem will carry us even in old age. A Yid knows, that's the highest level, a Yid knows that even nature dicta- what nature dictates must happen doesn't affect a Jew. A Jew can escape all that. Hashem carries you even through that. That's an even higher level of trust. And that's the, the first child stated the first level because it's the first child means it was the youngest child. He's in first grade. He's just in kindergarten. doesn't have the capacity to understand much. His teacher tells him, there's nothing to be afraid of. He accepts it, there's nothing to be afraid of. He can't explain to you why. That's how it is. My teacher told me that there's nothing to be afraid of. Then comes the older child. He already says, you know what? I already learned. I learned other psukim today. It wasn't just this one pasuk that I learned. I learned a lot. I already know how to learn on my own. I can understand what I'm learning. But the last one that I learned was this message. So to such a child, you can already explain a deeper level of amuna, which is, you, nothing bad can happen if you put your trust in Hashem. No, they can't even plot, it won't even come, nothing bad will ever happen to you. That's something that you need a little more intelligence, you have to be able to understand that kind of a message, this higher level. Then there is the third child, which is already somebody that learned more, and is able to understand more, him you can explain that even nature doesn't control a Jew, because Hashem supports us and protects us even within the natural, uh, what happens by nature, even though Hashem himself created the nature. And the reason is because I created you, I'm the one that made you, I will support you and I will protect you. And when Mordechai saw that these three children, and the, this important part here, when he saw them coming from school, which means it wasn't just when they're sitting in the school, in the classroom, and the teacher is standing over them, that's when they believe in all this stuff. They, were, they left the school. They were on their way. They were out of school. They were on their way home. And still they were able to deliver this message. They still remained committed to this message. Then Mordechai was overjoyed, because he saw that the future is bright. This is going to carry forward. And he knew that when the children come home, they will deliver this message to their parents as well. And even the parents which faltered, they will come back around. Mordechai knew that this is going to turn out good because the children will continue and they'll teach it to their parents. And the future of the Jewish people will be that everybody will come back to feeling their connection to Hashem and their dedication to Hashem and they will be ready to give their lives in honor of Hashem because of the children and that's why Haman he also realized this he knew that how could he expect that anyone will bow down to him if the children are going to be teaching their parents that they can't do it that's why he got angry at them and he said I'm going to start with them that they are undermining my whole plot and therefore he was uh, specifically, his anger was directed at the children. And this gives a deeper understanding to what our sages tell us in the Gemara. The Pasuk, the Megillah says, Kimu v'kiblu hayehudim. The Jewish people ratified and, uh, and accepted that which uh, they began to do. So the, the Gemara says, what is, this, what is the meaning of this Pasuk? And it explains this when the Yidin accepted the Torah, they were now ready to ratify that which they had accepted a long time ago, which means that in Torah they accepted the Torah, but then they accepted it out of duress, 
Hashem forced them into it. He suspended the mountain over them and he said, you must accept the Torah. If not, I'll bury you right here. And that's why there is what the Gemara calls there was this big excuse that always was there to save the Jewish people. Whenever they committed some terrible sin that Hashem got angry, they always had the out. You forced us into it. We never really accepted it. Only because you forced us. But now by Purim, they, they, out of their love for Hashem, for saving them, they were completely committed and they said, we accept it willingly now. We want to be in this. We will continue to do this out of love. Now the excuse is gone. And now they finally, Matan was finally concluded at the time of Purim. Because now the Jews were really on board. So just like here comes the, what, uh, the interesting nuance to this. When, why did the Yidin get the Torah originally? Because the children, the father said, our children will be our guarantors. They will carry forward the Torah. That's when Hashem said, okay. The same thing happened now also when they were com- ready to complete the Torah. It was because of the children that Mordechai saw that they would avenge, that the Jewish people would have the capacity to express Mesiris Nefesh and therefore come to receive the Torah in a mature way, in a loving way. It happened because of the children. And the way that it happened for the children was also not that the father said that the children will be, they'll be our guarantors. The children stated it. They expressed their trust and faith in Hashem, which is what brought the fathers around. And that's the lesson that the, the Rebbe takes for our generation too. To put it simply, you have to start teaching a child from the earliest age on before they can even understand anything. That there's nothing to be afraid of, only Hashem. As the Balshemta's father, Rebbe Eliezer, said to his son, the Balshemta, when he was five years old. This was his parting message from his, his son. He died when the Balshemta was a young boy. And he said, you, you shouldn't be afraid of anyone or anything except for Hashem. That's a message that has to come from the earliest age. Then, when they get older, we teach them there's not that uh, even you know there's nothing to be afraid of. You can put your trust in Hashem fully, and we teach them. We go through the different levels, higher levels of of the faith and trust in Hashem. And when the children continue this, not only in school, they also carry it forward out of school on their own. So then we are certain that soon as the Pasuk says when Eliyahu Anavi comes to give us the Geulah that Hashem will return the hearts of the fathers through the children may this happen speedily in our days.